0: Hi, and welcome everyone. I'm Julian Guterle, host and creator of Green Planet, Blue Planet podcast. And tonight we're here for a roundtable during World Unity Week on the genesis of seeds. And uh, seeds is a currency to regenerate our economies, our communities, and our environment. Seeds is a digital currency that aligns money with value and value of people planet and prosperity for all so i'm super excited to be here with cc Hart, with Raiki Corden, with joachim stro and with vishal moda i'm going to share a short intro about all of them before we get to hear from these epic people who have been working really hard to create the currency of seeds uh, at the very core of it and so you all are catalysts and architects of this innovative movement and cc is a well-versed human being in food as a medicine and also the human systems behind that that bring out the best in people to live in harmony with nature and on this planet. With her partner, Reiki, she's a pioneer of seeds. Reiki Corden is a, one of the first pioneers of seeds who brings in more than 10 years of history and passion for alternative societies and economic architecture. He facilitates groups within seeds to help them find their path into the Renaissance. And about Joachim Stroh, he brings a passion for Seeds as a knowledge management practitioner and organizational design catalyst through new human-centric ways of working. Joachim, Joachim's mission is connecting people with paths, places, and protocols through indirect universal participation. And we'll get to hear more about all of that. And Vishal is a prolific technologist, a senior tech lead behind the scenes with platforms like Unify and now also Seeds. So I'm really, really excited to be here with the four of you. And um, I'd love to kick off with just a little bit of a context here for anyone who's possibly new to Seeds, and for everyone who's you know already been exposed to what Seeds is and understands what's what's going on, they'll probably like to hear that context as well. And so, just in a few you know in a few sentences, maybe a few minutes each, we uh, will start with you. When you think of the genesis of Seeds and how Seeds is being born right now, and I know there's a lot of energy rolling already to bring Seeds to this point what's your what's your story to come into such a big creation and and what's your role in that big creation
1: that's a huge question where do i start for me um seeds is a dream you know it's a possibility of hope for a new world and i look at it as a necessary alternative to what's currently available to us and it's really important for me because I'm, you know, 30-year-old woman looking forward to the future for my children. And I believe that our current society is just not cutting it. So Seeds to me is this philosophy, this idea, this movement to give to the future generations, to give them a, a potential for something better than what we currently have right now. And my role in that is to constantly pull in the thought patterns of maybe the old world the past paradigm whatever you might call it and intertwine them with new new age new world thought where it's what are the problems that we need to overcome to have something that we would be proud of to to continue forward with Um, what things have not served us what things have hurt us and harmed us in the past in our societies and how can seeds change that by having a, a body of humans that are electing the processes that are taking control of that system. That's the most fantastic part of it. So um, my my particular role is, I guess, um, health and wellness coordinator. And it, it kind of just encompasses everything where it's what I believe brings back the space to the heart and you mentioned in my bio that i i respond to nature and and bringing people back to the planet and what's happening around us and seasons and and you know climate what's going on here on this planet and how can we use this currency this movement to actually interact with the natural environment
0: Thank you. Yeah, that's that's an exciting question in pursuit. How can we use a currency to actually interact with our environment? I'll pass it uh, right over to you, Reiki, Um, similar question. So just to set context here to drop in, you know, I I know you've been carrying this for quite a while. Um, What's what's just a few words to introduce yourself here and into the context of today's exploration?
2: Yeah. Uh First, I fully share Cece's vision. That was beautiful. Thank you. Um, the reason I joined Seeds is because I see it as a it's a bridge. So what I like to call it, Cece was talking about, is the regenerative renaissance. This reimagining of what civilization could be and how we can live on our planet. Um, but we needed a bridge to get there. There's a lot of beautiful ideas, like you know Venus Project or resource based economies, or you know all these ways that if we could just rethink society from the ground up, what would it look like? Um, but I believe the problem is that, you know, some of those movements never got a lot of traction because they couldn't take us from where we're currently at to where we needed to go. We still needed a bridge to help us get there. Um, and that's what excited me most about seeds and its potential is it could serve as that bridge because it's similar enough to how the old world operates and now cryptocurrency is getting a tremendous amount of adoption and value kind of brought into that space. It's building a lot of momentum into new systems. Um, So that's what I really think is beautiful with what SEEDS is doing. It's grabbing the momentum of what's happening in the crypto world and pairing it with the momentum of what's what's happening in the activism world and the building new civilizations world and intentional communities world, permaculture movement, like all of these earth regenerators who are wanting to recreate society, didn't have the financial vehicle to support them. We needed to be funding their endeavors, but we just weren't. So I think that's the beautiful part about SEEDS, is taking the financial power of the crypto movement pairing it with the the heart and passion and vision for a more beautiful world that's been bubbling up these last few decades, um, and marrying them together to create a a movement that could potentially help us really shift things in the timeframe that we need to. Um, But more importantly, we can build a more beautiful world and something I would love to be part of. (laughs) And I have this vision of regenerative villages and what it looks like. Um, But I would really love to raise my children there. And I believe we made a little bit of a contract not a little bit of a very significant contract um, with our future children that will prepare this for them to bring them in. Um, so that's really my you know guiding reason for being here and what why I kind of show up to this every day and I'm so in love with it. So <laughs> thanks Julian for that question and pass it back to you.
0: Yeah, Reiki. Wow, that's that is really powerful. You know, maybe not everyone thinks about this all the time, but the the voices of the future children that are most definitely in contact with us and that are like demanding us to create bridges from whatever we inherited in here. Let's not get lost on what we inherited, but, but create bridges. And so, yeah, that's why I'm, I'm excited to host this today and hear from all of you because Seeds is, is one of those bridges. So Joachim, I'll pass it over to you and in you know the same kind of fashion. And I know you have a, a technical background, so it's going to be exciting to hear that as well
3: sure thank you thank you sir and and uh thanks Raiki, for the bridge metaphor always a great one you know we're building bridges i've been building bridges my whole life you know between technology and between what can we build out there with the technology translating that really into new exciting uh things and uh, ways of working together so for me seats is really uh we, we're at a unique juncture now um Something like this happens every, I think, uh, 20 years or so. I think the l- last big one was uh, when e-commerce was uh, starting to boot up, where suddenly you had the ability to actually communicate, put stuff online and uh, share that in, in in a way that wasn't possible before. Um, and now we have this new technology with blockchain, uh, with the shift in thinking towards the regenerative renaissance, uh, so we have the right people here wanting to do this, um, and uh, we see uh, a lot of these feedback loops that starting to unify this movement, and that's to me very beautiful here. That we're not coming together to build new islands, right? Disconnected islands. We're coming here together to sort of connect these islands, uh, trying to find ways to exchange value, to exchange knowledge, right? Um, and stay connected right um it's a very uh trusted space you know something we always look for You know very early on is uh, how can we design this space from trust um something that uh, jerry mikowski coined um, and we have an opportunity here to build these trusted environments, trusted spaces, and invite people to participate in any way they like, right? We're not prescribing anything. We're not building a monolithic thing, right? Like a centralized uh, organization and platform. We really want to decentralize this as much as possible. Um, and that's also a challenge because this is all new territory for many of us. You know, it's, I have daily conversations about how do you, you know, Use something simple like decision making, bring that into a decentralized environment. Um, something like payroll, you know, that's usually centralized in an organization. How do you decentralize that suddenly? So you can actually define and create your own role in an organization. Um, there are many, many beautiful ways uh, that we're exploring now uh, within the seeds uh, space and uh, and the DAOs that I will be talking more about later. Right. Thank you.
0: Awesome. Yeah, we'll talk more about the DAOs and we'll talk more about how to design spaces from trust. Um, and, and really, we're all new to this in a certain way of looking at it. Because even if you've been in this kind of field for many years, like as, a, as groups, that's where we're new, new to these ways of operating. And so I'm excited to dive into that as well, how decentralized you know, structures can really um, yeah, be, be the, the, the new way forward. Michelle, what, what, do you have to add? I'd love to hear your voice as well at the beginning of this broadcast.
4: Well, I'm just glad that finally we have an opportunity where people can come together in to form new communities of trust and to build a. Greener, brighter world that we all wish to see. And so I'm really grateful for seeds and I'm grateful. I was able to join and participate with my gifts. And it's really beautiful to see something that just carries on evolving and where we all of our voices matter.
0: All of the voices matter. Yeah. That's. Let's, let's 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 weave that back in a little later i i love these intros guys and one of the things that really stood out to me joachim is when you spoke about this nexus that we're sitting on you know he said every 20 years or so there's there's this this stepping stone in our collective human evolution and through technology as well and so let's let's maybe start there where the evolution of seeds is and why this is the genesis time for seeds and how you know how and why society is, is readier than ever to adapt
4: to tool like seeds.
1: I can take it. Um,
2: yeah, yeah. There's a lot of different perspectives for this one. I think there's a, maybe a consciousness perspective, or I think humanity is reaching the ability to, organize and coordinate in a different way. The Internet's been connecting us for the last couple of decades. I mean, our access to communication, to knowledge, to wisdom, it's incredible. And it's just exponentially increasing. So I think humanity is ready for that next evolutionary step in how we coordinate. Um, But from a more grounded, maybe a, a different perspective is nation states are doing this already. You know, they're creating central bank digital currencies. They're trying to build back better, you know, the whole you know, traditional power structures of the world, they're already reimagining what they want civilization to be. Um, and it's to con- you know, continue this status normal or status quo. Um, so I think that that transition is already happening and people are going to be getting asked to move regardless. Uh, so I think that's a really nice time for the people to be able to decide, all right, do I want to have the vision of the future be decided for me or I do I want to be part of creating that vision of the future for myself and with the communities that I'm a part of. And I think that's what's beautiful that SEEDS offers, is as people are getting you know, given this vision that probably doesn't align with them, they get to say, no, actually, I get to create my own. And these are the communities that are doing it. You know, Let's work together and play together and imagine together and build the societies that we need, um, which is what I think is happening right now regardless. <laughs> so I think that's why it's a good time is, I don't know if we really have a choice in the matter. We're just kind of along for the ride. Um, that's my piece.
0: I'm sure there's more. This this was a great start. Uh, Joachim, or CC do you want to add something?
3: Sure, sure. Um, uh, Rocky mentioned a, a very important uh, point, which is uh, coordination costs. Um, we're now at a point where we can actually lower the entire coordination cost of the network that is really unique and you can just only imagine what's going to happen if you lower this further and further and further you know if i you know work inside an organization i suddenly can reach out see other organizations see who else is there right i can broadcast what i'm currently doing in my organization right i can help out others i can begin to exchange knowledge i can transfer sort of the dna of my organization into a new organization Um, one of the things we've created at at uh, seeds and hi is the ability to actually replicate our network very rapidly right so it's not just uh, one organization that's coordinating a lot of the things we want to create um almost like a, a meiosis if you compare that to a biological thing right so it's a it's a cell Merge and you create something new. Um, you create a new entity out there, and uh, that inherits, you know, some of the knowledge from the parent, and then goes out on on its own and uh, moves into the network and connects with new people, right? Finds new ways of coordinating, their ways of, you know, creating roles, uh, creating uh, decisions, um, and it really replicates. It's like a almost like a wave-like thing that ripples out into the network, and I think that's part of um, why again, Seats is so exciting. For me, it's this connectedness, it's the ability to ripple out and uh, bring in so many players while at the same time really um also transferring the knowledge we have right we're not sitting in silos any longer right we all recognize it doesn't make sense to hoard your knowledge right I I I was working in HR consulting for many years um and the only power you have inside a consultancy is the knowledge you hoard right (laughs) and here's just the opposite right you give out that knowledge and see that others pick it up and find new ways of combining it Right. So it's a tremendous possibility space that we're opening up uh, through these different ways of connecting and uh, communicating.
0: Yeah. The, the space for possibility there is, is literally infinite. I think this is why these topics are also for newcomers to a currency like seeds. It takes quite a while to understand uh, all of the ins and outs, and really what I've been noticing is the best way in is to participate. The best way in is to be part of the actual, um, well, the actual decentralized process. Right. And I think this is something to really demystify in this conversation today is like, this is not really something the four of you are building and we're all waiting for it to happen. This is something that is a consistently, uh, active process of participation and, you know, any shares on that would be, would be awesome to hear. And, and maybe in that context also, the differentiation between SEEDS and Haifa and how that come, came
1: about uh, for those people who are new to the entire ecosystem. I can take um, from a participation, or participation lens um, because it's one of my favorite things is that when we get people that have found SEEDS or Haifa, usually sees somehow in this big universe it's a wonderful conversation to walk through like how they got here and what they want and what I love from like my heart and my role is to find out what their passion is and how they can actually contribute because I I don't it's not very common and not in any apps or any experiences that I have that you would be able to completely immerse yourself into something that you know, people are creating, and just have a, a say in that. And so, they they don't tend to come in with that that mentality at first. And so, I love to be able to say, okay, how, what can you contribute? What are your skill sets? What are your passions? Um, and what does Seeds need? Seed needs everything. So, but Haifa is a little bit more specific in what it might need. But um, defining the purpose and the passion is really cool to see because our old paradigm doesn't really support that. You have a skill and you went to school for that or you were born with it or whatever, and you bring that to the table and that's what you do. But this opens a lot of potentials for um, creativity, artistry, and whatever your wildest imagination can bring to the table, as long as you're providing for the movement, it's really interesting to see how somebody might've went to school for something but their heart and their passion and their desire was to do something else. And they can come and they can bring that here and they can be part of this massive, giant experience.
2: I can build on this. Um, I love the, the quote you said earlier, that we're all new to this, Julian, uh, and that's it's. it's True on so many different levels. Uh, the vast majority of people who are holding pretty significant roles in SEEDS and Haifa and how this movement's forming have been here less than a year, you know, even more so less than six months. Um, so at the very you know, dawning of creating these new tools, even from uh, the growth perspective. Um, but what Yokima was just talking about is coordination costs and what this decentralization means. It means we don't actually have to ask permission to participate in the system. You know, Bitcoin, for example, it created a massive coordination system around mining and energy use. Uh, it started off using a very small amount of energy, and now it's using 140 terawatt hours, which is an enormous amount of energy, you know, you know the size of some countries. Uh, so that was incredibly successful, if you look at it from that lens, that they were able to coordinate globally around the production of these miners and energy use. Um, that's what SEEDS is doing. It's creating a global coordination system around economic regeneration and community regeneration. What that means is that there's already incentive structures to pay people for showing up and then just contributing to that cause. And you don't have to ask anyone's permission. Um, you do have to make proposals to the citizens of SEEDS, but you know you don't have to ask permission to be able to make a proposal. You can come in and get support to be able to do it, but then the system can actually you know, finance you and your communities to be able to grow this movement. Um, so that's really the, the kind of idea behind Seeds. Is it gets rid of all of the previous barriers that typically exist inside organizations or states or whatever, um, where you get to just show up, you know, pick up a role, and then the community decides if that's role or is valuable or not. Um, and now the difference between Seeds and Haifa, you know, once upon a time there's this group of people, you know, building Seeds, um, but we didn't own Seeds. You know, we couldn't be the founders of Seeds. Like it, it wasn't that way. Um, and we needed to know how to organize ourselves. So that's ultimately where Haifa came from, was this idea of like, okay, what are we? What do we call ourselves that is building this thing called seeds? Um, and at the very beginning of this, we actually thought we were just gonna get rid of Haifa. Like once we launch seeds, you know, Haifa will just dissolve into the noosphere and we'll walk away and we'll play a, you know, a Satoshi Nakamoto move. Um, unfortunately, Sash, probably fortunately at this point, that couldn't happen for a lot of reasons. Uh, and Haifa ended up forming its own DAO and building all these incredible tools. Um, but from that lens, Haifa is a contractor to Seeds. So if Seeds is an economic system, you know Haifa is like Amazon, even though that's a poor example. It's like one organization that exists within this economic system. Um, from another lens, it's like, you know, does the contractor who was hired to build the Federal Reserve own the Federal Reserve building? No, the people who are in the building own the building and they're paying this contractor to build it. And that's what Seeds kind of is. It's the citizens of Seeds are paying Haifa to build tools for them. Um, so hype has been showing up to do that and doing a lot of other stuff now, uh, like launching the DAO and helping villages, you know, set up their own decentralized human organisms on a village level, on a regional level, on different organizations and kind of all of that. So hype is all about helping people rethink organization. Um, and we're helping seeds do that as well. Does that make sense?
0: Yeah, very much so. <laughs> um... I'm, I'm curious to, to have, you know, one of you elaborate a little bit on like the whole ecosystem that seeds is So you were really clear Raiki on, um, or well, both of you were really clear for one, like the participatory experience of, of it, which that is, and then I'll repeat myself that that is what we're all new to, right? We can we can claim that we've done all this in spirit but really on, on the earth in the most pragmatic sense collaboration is one of the probably our gateway to freedom but it's also the yeah it, it's our test to freedom as well like the the, the our ability to collaborate as humans d- despite any biases or any kind of preconceived notions and so that's massive to invite into that participation and know that that's the pathway through and that's what i see in seeds right that is that is the chance here now to understand this a bit a bit more in detail when you speak of creating a whole new economic system um, but then for me as a user i can log in and use it as a currency maybe we can we can just continue to unpack this
3: yeah it's a it's a, it's a great question Julian. and and for me you know at some point you recognize oh planet earth is quite darn big mm-hmm. There's a lot happening. So you have to start thinking about where do you put your priorities? You know, where do you go first? And then you start thinking, why do you go first into that specific bi-region, right? Why do you activate that specific community, right? Why do you join with this alliance partners? Uh, why, why do you, you know you know, uh, find out, uh, what, uh, what knowledge and think tanks are in the same space that think about energy, think about education, think about transportation, right? So you kind of have to bring them all together, you know, but you have to coordinate this again, right? So you have to say, yes, we don't want to, you know, organizes along political lines maybe something like a bioregion makes a lot of more sense right and then you break it down into these um sub segments of uh, so who is going to you know show up in that space what kind of tool sets does that particular group need in that space because every bioregion has its own characteristics right so you start thinking about all these taxonomies and all these ways of connecting people um and you think longer term right so this is really you know build For not short term, you know, setting up a a platform and then people can download it. It's really like uh, building the foundations here, right? Understanding what the bioregions are, understanding the communities, the governance that's happening in these communities the indigenous communities that already exist on the ground right um that have done so much in the past and we want to highlight and bring that back you know we're not we're not jumping into these spaces as an ngo right uh whereas united nations you know first aid thing there and then leaves again um we want to work together with these people on the ground but for that to happen we need to really understand that we need to jump and, and be active in these spaces. So so give you one example. I'm we're going into Vilcabamba in uh, September, a few of us uh you know, and, and in Ecuador, and uh just get to know the people and get to know the community of Wilkabamba, a small village in the mountains there. Um, and see uh, how we can work together with them, right? And see what of the tool sets that we have make sense to create a small circular economy, right? A small organization, um, a small hub, right? For a village uh, that allows them to create and improve um, the livelihood of all the participants inside the village, right? So, so that's kind of the goal here to really figure out the big map, the big picture. But then, since we don't have all <laughs> the resources and people available, dive into those that make a lot of sense that we can actually have an impact you know make a change on on the ground that's uh, one of the ideas i believe
0: yeah that's a great idea is to start where impact is actually possible right i think this is one of these um this is one of these mind traps in our human existence that we want to figure out how things work and then create these big plans for everyone to walk away with but really rather than figuring out the big plans for everything when we start in, you know, and you said it really, really well, in, in bioregions that have a similar or a shared need or necessity. Right. And bioregions, is such a more accurate way to um, to live by than let's say nation states. And when we look at what these bioregions need, very often, I mean, especially in this the state of the world where we have like developed world and underdeveloped world, which is a horrible way to address it, but especially in, in those cases. There are a lot of bioregions that are actually suffering because resources don't get distributed because people don't have access to things. And so that's where, you know, from just from observation, I believe Steve has a, a massive potential. Um, There's a few questions I want to throw it to each one of you, but, but uh, Joachim, as, as you were just sharing, you know, maybe maybe I'll, I'll throw it back to you first and just explain a bit more ar- around this this huge undertaking and how to launch it from you know, the DAO perspective, like how, how to create a decentralized human organization and how to push that out into different bioregions, what that process um, can look like in, in more detail. You gave a great example with, with Will Kabamba.
3: Sure, sure. Thanks, Julian. That's a great question from the audience there. Um, Yes. So, I mean, we started with a uh, sort of dog right? Using our own DAO to build the DAO, right? So Haifa is a DAO. Um, we call it the decentralized human organization or do right. That has very much a Holonic structure, right? Uh, there's some great, uh, principles, how you build organizations. Uh, and one of them is sociocracy that we're following a lot. So it's nested organizations really, right. Applying that to your own organization, but we quickly realized, right. We can do this, you know, uh to to ourselves but we want others to benefit from these learnings from these uh, tools from these ideas that we brought into Haifa the DAO Um, so we quickly decided to say what patterns do we see here uh what's a good way to govern and make decisions inside a DAO right how can you set up a proposal um how do you vote on the proposal right how you can have a fair sort of unity and quorum for everyone how make it transparent that you can see all the data Um, and um, and and how do you reward people for that, right? So, there are all these questions that uh, we answered within Haifa, the context of Haifa. Um, but now we're taking that whole thing and create a what we call multi tenancy do. Um, and I see do almost like a you know a, a next generation of DAOs. You know, early DAOs were very sort of trustless, you know, making sure you know bad actors can't, can't, uh, you know. Uh, make any harm inside the organization. Now we're creating more of these trustful environments. Right? I mentioned earlier um, that it's designed from trust, really. That gives us another, another level of how we can invite people into these spaces and uh, show up in an open, participative fashion. Right. So you, Julian, can go in there and say, let me talk to that circle maybe they need a role if so maybe create i create my own role i propose my role people see that across the organization and they like what do you want to do inside Haifa and uh, you voted in, and suddenly you have you have a job, right? <laughs> but it's it's not a job sort of in a traditional sense. I always distinguish that, right? People get you know nervous to say, oh, well, that's just another employer-employee relationship here, right? Um, it's really just you know walking into this space, uh, getting rewarded for the work, and you can actually define for yourself how much commitment do you bring into this space, right? Um, do I do full time, you know, is it maybe 10%? Maybe I split my engagements into multiple uh bits and pieces here. That's all possible. So flexibility is really everywhere. Um, so we're now be taking this model here and replicating it. I mentioned earlier on uh, sort of this meiosis, right? So replicating it into the next generation of duos. Um and what we're doing now in uh in July, August is to invite the first set of duos um that they create their own spaces and and they can now define whatever they want to do. You know, what kind of roles do they have? What kind of reward systems do they have? What kind of tokens do they want to use inside the DAO? Um, and then play that out, right? If they're comfortable with that, that, if it works, we have a model that's uh, replicating, right? And then they can create children out of this, right? And say, okay, next wave, we teach you what we've learned, right? Um, We have a concept uh, called organization in a box, right? So almost physical box where you put all the ingredients in there that what do you need to get started to build an organization like that? And you can replicate that also for marketplaces, right? What's a marketplace in a box? What's, What's needed to set up a marketplace? Um, or, or a village in a box, right? What do you need to get a village going? So there's some fascinating, you know, ways of uh, what I call deploy this technology, right? So staying connected um, and uh, inviting people to to launch their own DAOs and then uh, go from there and uh, create their own models, uh, improve improve the model really, uh, and and build on top of that. That's that's the uh, core idea there.
0: Awesome. Anything to add? Vej, Reiki, or CC? No. Just, yeah.
2: Maybe. I mean, yeah. Uh, well, the original question was something about, you know, how do you support seeds or participate in seeds and making payments or something like that? So <laughs> I, I love the, the answer of this question because it took it broader to what seeds is actually doing, which is creating different types of civilizations. Um, but a lot of people would run into seeds and just look at it as a new payment tool, just like PayPal. And I hope we're making clear here is that seeds isn't just a better way to pay, a better, faster, cheaper one, although it is. Um, it's a new way of creating a different type of civilization, and people can support it by just changing the way they pay. So it's not like I'm going to change how I pay because I'm going to make, you know, I'm going to pay less fees. It's I'm going to change the way I pay because that helps me support this creation of a new civilization, and I can be a part of it. Um, and I can make more money in the process, like, great. <laughs> so Uh, So that's kind of the idea is is there's so many different levels of how someone can participate in this where they could start off at the very, very top and just maybe they buy a few seats and they say hello and introduce themselves and then they walk away for a couple of years. That's helpful. That's beautiful. That's fun. Um, Or maybe you actually start using seeds to, you know, provide some services like you're a yoga teacher. So maybe you say, hey, you know, I'll start doing yoga and I'll accept some seeds. Awesome. Um, Maybe you have a business and then you want to start inviting your business on. And each one of these levels, actually, the more you get involved, the more seeds rewards you for your involvement. You know, that's how this ecosystem can literally pay you and pay the community for providing services to itself. Um, So if you're inviting somebody in, for example, and then you actually help them understand the system, you earn a referral fee. It's not because we're trying to, you know, do some multi-level marketing scam thing and bring more people in. It's because this is a way the system can compensate everyone for providing the service of movement building and helping other people understand the movement and holding their hand, we can pay people for that service. I think that's really important. Uh, And that's just one way the system can start paying the community for what it does. Uh, We just launched this thing called gratitude token. It's like a hive mind way of distributing an economic system. Um, But what it is, is every resident and citizen starts off every new moon with um, gratitude tokens. So they have 100 or 200. If you're a resident, you get 100, citizen, you get two. The thing about these tokens is they don't mean anything until you send them to somebody else. So what this does is now every participant in the system has a signaling tool to say, hey, I really liked what they brought to this game. You know, I'm going to give them some gratitude. Or I really liked how he sat with me in the presence they gave me. I'm going to give them some gratitude. Or they built a tool or whatever. And now people can show up, just add value in their own way that they think is valuable. And the community could say, yep, we think that's valuable and send them gratitude. And then at the end of the cycle, we can see where all the gratitude flows, and then we can send other tokens like seeds, which then you could trade for fiat and actually you know, potentially earn a living. That's where we wanna take this you know, experiment is that we can have a new system, a new economic model where people can show up, just start adding value, you know, give what they see that the movement needs, The movement can reflect that back and say, yes, we find this valuable, shower them in gratitude. And at the end of it, they can make enough to meet all their needs. I think that would be so incredibly beautiful and it's possible. Um, And that's just one way that we're exploring, rethinking how an economic model could work. But the reason why I share all that is because how you can get involved is so (laughs) like it's an iceberg. You can start at the tip and just earn some gratitude or you can go all the way down and really commit and taking key roles within, you know, Haifa or other decentralized organizations that are serving seats. I think at least half of Haifa is under a year old for the members that have been there. Um, So all of this is at the very foundation. So if you're hearing now, like there's a million ways to get involved and I'm sure we can find space for all of it.
0: Yeah. And and the takeaway really is, again, we, we said it a few times, participation is key, which is, you know, again, it makes so much sense because sitting there as a consumer waiting for change will never actually bring about the world. Everyone who is in this broadcast today, not just the people on the screen, everyone listening, the world our hearts are dreaming of, the world we truly know we're here for, that will not come through more consumption and sitting back that will come from you taking yourself seriously as a creator and whatever is in your heart to do, go, go and do this. And when we collectively use tools like seeds, now suddenly we're, we're actually not just standing the chance to change the game. We're already changing the game. I'd love to explore this a little more actually, because I know that, you know, um, just tip of the iceberg, old world, uh, social systems are profitable, make it profitable to exploit the natural world. Right. It's it's like one of the horrendous ways on what the old world is based on, and in seeds, it's, it's not just a different ecosystem, but there's this. You mentioned one example, Raiki, with the gratitude token, but there's an ongoing reward for regeneration and regenerating our planet. And CC, maybe this is a question for you to take. I'm 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 not sure, but this this ongoing regenerative renaissance that we mentioned a few times. I'd love to have this. And it's been broken apart by you guys so we can all feel it a bit more.
1: I'd love to sh- share on this a little bit. Um, we went to a, a huge like financial tech convergence, a couple, I think like two years ago. And trying to explain to people that you could be rewarded for doing good was so foreign that it was <laughs> making our heads spin. And I realized that how, how silly is that, that all of our systems, not all of them, but most of them have been built to, like you were saying, to degenerate the planet or to take from the planet to make money for whoever. And this system doesn't do that. So to try to retrain our brain to say that how we interact financially, economically, could actually serve the planet and, you know, moving forward into generations is a concept that takes a while to sink in, and so what I ended up saying was, you know, would you use a different currency if you knew that it was not supporting war? Um, I'd I'll, I'll be sensitive to some topics, but let's just say war, because most people would agree that they don't want war. But yet, national funding does support war. So if you had another opportunity to use a currency that instead was totally devoted. To doing good for the planet and the people would you not just switch if it was easy well of course so then how do we walk you through this to say okay well it is easy you can literally open up your phone and start to take payments but your mission now is to let other people know so that you can actually use this currency because if the currency is not being used or accepted then we can't make it possible for it to be that alternative so it's activating inside that passion to say, this could be a huge opportunity for, for you, your children, your family, your friends, whoever, your, your network, if you so choose to take this on. And that's where I love like the game of seeds, how it's all built to incentivize you to, you know, now you're in, but now you're passionately in because you are part of this and the more that you expose it to other people the more benefit it actually comes back to you like reiki was saying and then there's the other added part of the reward but most people i feel like that's just a perk i mean if you get to this this point where it becomes actually an alternative and now all of your interactions financially are serving the planet i don't everybody's like well yeah like of course of course is what we want to do so i think that's really the, the, one of the coolest parts to me and I'll, I'll drop off there.
0: Anything else that you, you guys want to add?
1: Um, just real quick.
2: I can share a screen. Am I allowed to share my screen?
0: No, I don't think we're able to share screen actually.
2: Uh, uh, we're missing well, out. There <laughs> was just a graph of, you know, the, at least four different life cycles of seeds. You know, just like any biological organism, it has different attributes and different protocols to govern its behavior in life at each stage. For example, in a baby in a womb, grows exponentially. You know, a child that doesn't grow exponentially, an adult doesn't grow at all. Um, so we have all these different, you know, very subsequent stages where it changes. Um, so I think that's the same thing with seeds. And right now, the stage is this very conception stage where we're more focused on, you know, growing the amount of people and growing the size of the economy of who are participating in it. Um, In order for that next stage, which is this after go live point. So before go live seeds is a fixed supply currency um, that's going up in value. So that's one of the things that's driving adoption of it right now is, you know, dollars losing value seeds is gaining value. Okay, well, I'm going to trade my dollars for seeds so I don't lose value. You know, that's like the very basic form of participation right now. But after go live, we're gonna to try to stabilize the value of the dollar. So there's a chain, or sorry, stabilize the value of seeds. So there's a change in the protocols for how the economic system operates, And then that's when we wanna shift from just like people joining it and you know capturing value to people actually using it like an economy. So a lot of people join seeds now thinking, well, aren't we in stage two already? It's like, that's not the point. You know, don't, you don't get mad at the baby for not being able to run yet. You say, we're gonna teach the baby how to crawl first. <laughs> you know. Uh, So I think that's, it's really important to look at it in these discrete stages. Um, What's really cool and what's, you know, excited about me is sometimes I go off explaining what this looks like as an adult without, you know, having to reground and say, hey, it's still a baby. You know, yes, the adult's going to be able to fly a plane and do these incredible things, but, you know, the baby's still got to learn how to talk first, you know. Um, So that's, that's kind of where we're at. And that's, what's nice about this stage too, is because it's the baby DNA forming stage, we're informing how the rest of the system's going to grow up. Just like the first couple of years of what happens to a baby's life significantly impacts uh, how it's going to be in adulthood. We're at the exact same stage now. Um, we might have to have more babies, and there probably will be more. And what I mean by that is more versions of seeds as it gets forked and you know, new experiments go off. Um, so if we mess up this baby, that's okay. <laughs> we can have some more. <laughs> um, but what's really nice here is that you know, just like humans can heal and we can change our DNA the same thing can happen for the system. So if something starts being messed up, we can actually rewire the system to fix it. And I think that's what's so beautiful too, is you know a lot of new economic systems, they have this thing called a bank run, where people, if they lose trust, they just take all their value out and run away. But what's nice and seeds is it's owned by the people. So if it loses trust, then we can just change the thing that caused us to lose trust. We don't have to run away. Um, So we can actually become a real part of this organism and help it grow and evolve and inform the DNA of what it looks like. So that's the last piece I want to get at is some, you know, a lot of people show up and they say, what is seeds? Tell me what it is. You know, I want to just learn from it rather than, you know, what is seeds? How can I inform it? You know, I have a vision of what a regenerative civilization is and what needs to happen to get us there. Let me use my wisdom to inform the system and help it grow and learn um uh, become a, a better system to serve the vision and you know perspectives i'm seeing uh so anyway I, I tend to go off a lot so i'll stop there
0: <laughs> yeah thanks for your metaphor and the you know reminding us that before before this takes on the full shape of the vision we, we are we are in these beginning stages where again as we said multiple times participation participation is key so if you've been listening to this you know like Get get active, and if you're participating, you know cre- create a, a truly decentralized ecosystem, and and this is very exciting. I do want to kind of hook back in on, on just a, you know, the term decentralization, and and, and how. You know, how we can honor that in a way or how that is really the new thing for, for all of us humans. I know it's been a buzzword for a few years, but it's it still is really the next frontier is to truly create de- decentralized structures. And so uh, for, for many of you, maybe Vishal or Joachim, we haven't heard from you in a bit. Um, if you wanted to add some some more about that decentralized structure and how that is, um, how that's what's allowing, you know, as Reiki was just saying, the, the baby to take its first steps.
4: can go a little bit. So what's really beautiful about Seeds right now is I, I just wanted to clarify something that was said earlier. I know Reiki mentioned Go Live, and we've already had two apps. We have two apps in the iOS App Store, three in the Android Store, and we've had them live for two years. So we're already live, and what we mean by Go Live is literally opening it up. And in a decentralized world, it's all about trust. And so right now we're building the most trusted, wonderful community of regenerators that we can in our little invite only manner, because in decentralization, trust really does matter. And we need to bring on people who are going to make great choices um, for the future of seeds, because when you join seeds, your voice is heard. And so that's all I want to say for now.
3: Thank you, thank you, Vishal. Um, yeah, from from my end, here, here's a little drawing, right on time, to explain what is centralized versus decentralized versus distributed. Right, I'm using that. You know, here in the middle, you have actually the decentralized world, which consists of hubs, right, and they mimic kind of you know a centralized organization, uh, but they're connected to other hubs here, right. So for me, this is really the purpose of building a decentralized ecosystem: is you have these uh, people and these nodes, right, that work together with other hubs and they're they're, they're kind of centralized but only in their local context, in their segment, in their bioregion, right, and then they spread out from there. It's different from sort of an agent-centric network, right, we have sort of mesh, you have nodes and then each node communicates with the other node, like the internet, right, Um, they're not as, you know, as connected to me as, as as a as a decentralized network, where you can concentrate a lot more of the resources that you need to build this kind of network. Um, so that's really important for me to see it from that lens. Um, the other thing is the, the tools that Vishal mentioned really critical too, you know, it's a learning curve for everyone. You know, you got to understand what's a wallet? What does that mean? I have a wallet that's not my, my wallet in my pocket it's it's a new virtual it's a token wallet um what can i do with this and how can i connect my wallet with other wallets and uh how can i then start to go to these exchanges and uh you know buy and sell some of these uh cryptocurrencies it's a new world and uh, we're still sort of improving these kind of tool sets um they're by no means you know complete and perfect um, but I think there's a rapid progression towards more and more stability and more and more user friendliness in these in these tool sets that we're seeing. Um, so, so the wallet, the the peer exchange, and the uh, the DAO is a is a great starter set, you know, of tools that you can then bring into your context, into your village, you know, into your marketplace, and start applying that um and you only need then some some ideas of uh what kind of protocols do i need to launch Right? how can we get people actually involved and build this uh circular economy right um and that's that's again it's a, it's it's a mind shift it's not easy for people to jump from where we are to where we want to bring this uh I'll give you one example last uh weekend i was in the hamptons here in new york you know very upscale you know long island uh, beach beach area Um, And the only topic there is money, right? So if you try to talk to people about what is it that Seeds wants to do, um, it goes back and forth, regenerative Renaissance, okay. Uh, It's about circular economies, okay. It's about tokens and blockchain and uh, things like that. And then suddenly, you know, there's like this this picture where it says, oh, you guys are a charity, (laughs) right? (laughs) <laughs> where this is the only thing i see from my financial lens i understand right so i give you money you guys could do something good with it right i'm not really expecting you know huge returns or stocks from that but uh it's doing something good so you can see that this is a whole different shift in the world view right you can't compare that anymore right so that's that's the hard part i think for us too you have to experience it right you have to download the passport, let's say, and uh, earn some seats, you know, do the gratitude thing, and then you get to understand how how this all connects and, and works together. Right.
0: That must have been a fascinating weekend outing for you, Joachim, to, cheer, to, <laughs> to be labeled a charity. Um, I have a few questions, and then I think we're gonna transition into Q&A and, and take some questions in our Zoom uh, space here together. And um, before we do that, I'd love to, we talked about trust and systems of trust a few times, and now there's maybe just to context this, what's a trustless system in comparison to a system of trust?
2: Um, I'll take this from a technical perspective, but I also know CC has this from a heart perspective. Um, But what trustless means is that you don't need to trust the system. Um, What that means is when you've got to trust a bank, if you give them your $20 and they put it in their vault, you've got to trust them to secure that vault and to secure your money and to give it back to you if you come back asking for it. So it's a trusted system. There's a trusted party there. Um, what's the whole blockchain revolution is about is we don't want to have to trust humans anymore because if a lot of trust focuses on one human, it tends to corrupt that human, you know, power corrupts. So we wanted to get rid of that and that's what, you know, we go through the effort of building blockchains and stuff like this is for is to get rid of the idea that we have to trust centralized entities, but that we can see for ourselves how it's working. So we don't have to trust it. We can know, we can look, you know, I don't have to trust that the money was sent from my wallet to, Yo King's wallet when I use PayPal. I can now actually look at the transaction and go, oh, yeah, left mine, went to his. So I don't need to trust it anymore. Um, So anyway, that's one lens, but I'll stop there.
1: Because, right, you mentioned it, I can weave in here a little bit. We recently had an experience where, well, I guess for context, in the passport, there's an area where you can vote on certain things that are coming up, and so Haifa is contracted through SEEDS, and we put up a, a proposal to be paid out for our milestones, and the citizens actually voted it down, which is a beautiful example of you know trust in the system in action because you at any point these, you, you as a participant you as a member you as a being of this movement, I get to say what you trust and what you don't. And you do that mostly by reviewing whatever is being proposed. And in this case, uh, obviously, there was um, a, a break point between what they trusted and what they wanted. And so I think that it's, it's fundamental to trust that you can see yes, like Reggie said, on the blockchain from here to here, but also there's a level of heart trust. Like what somebody is offering is that good for the movement in whatever way that you as your own human come to this table and then evaluate that. And um, like, for example, my parents, trying to explain this to them is wild. And they said, you know, but everybody's going to have their own opinion. And that's why going back to the beginning, like I think Bish said, is that we tried to bring in like regenerative minds to the beginning to start this community up so that the trust is built so that we all know, um, that what's being done is, you know, better for the planet is toward like the more beautiful world that we have all agreed to be working toward.
0: Excellent. Thanks you guys for the, for these answers. Uh, the, the, the last question I, I have for, for right now, um, is the term better than free. And so my question is like, what, what does better than free mean? And how, how does that fit into the context here?
2: I feel like all these questions are my topic section I was <laughs> to take on here. Um, yeah, better than free. Um, living example, central banks made enormous amount of money recently. You actually look at the M2 money supply and it's a hockey stick. It went up from about like 2 to 4 trillion up to like 10 12 trillion. I forget the actual numbers. It's huge. Um, where did all that money go? You know, who got that money? You know, it kind of funneled into, you know, real estate and stock markets, et cetera, whatever. Um, so that's the old system. Well, if we have our own financial system, we have our own central bank, we're the ones making the money. Well, then we can pay that money out to all the people who are participating. You know, what if the central bank gave part of that $8 trillion to all the organizations who are actually making transactions in dollars, to all the people who are using dollars. You know, if I ever use dollars, which I don't rarely ever use dollars anymore, but let's pretend I did. And I could get a note every year that's like, Hey, thanks for being a loyal user of us dollars. Here's your check. You know we don't get that it seems a little bit absurd too but why not um so that's what seeds gets to do is since we're creating our own money and we're the ones creating it distributing it we get to say hey were you using it were you actually participating in this economic system well, we're going to pay you for doing that you participated a lot here's your reward so sending seeds is free it already starts off as free but if over time through participation you can actually get paid for it then it's a better than free currency And that's what seeds also needed to do we needed to be better faster cheaper in every way than the dollar in order to get people to change over so if me handing you 20 dollars is this currency that's losing its value all the time so i want to spend it actually but anyway you know holding dollars is terrible thing to do just by the way if you're doing that probably put them into land or real estate or local food systems or whatever anything other than dollars but um yeah so giving somebody else dollars right now is free last thing actually i'm going to share we're You know, where Seeds was in the early days, it was all about a local food system. We need to heal our food systems. That's what civilization needs. We can go into that for a while. But, you know, peer-to-peer food systems, they didn't really work very well, at least marketplaces, because if your neighbor's selling a pie and you're using this platform, that's gonna take a 30% cut to do it, you're not gonna use the platform. You're gonna walk over to your neighbor and pull out a $20 and hand them to them and buy the pie, right? Um, That's what was happening with a lot of peer-to-peer local food system apps, and they didn't really get traction. Um, So that was our first problem we are actually trying to solve, is how do we make local food systems better, faster, cheaper, so that it's better to use the platform than it is to just hand them $20? So that's where the initial, you know, better than free economic model came from, is how do we reward people for participating rather than charging them a fee? Um, But then that extended out, if we could do this for food, we can do this for a whole economic system. So we said, okay, how do we build a better than free economic system? So that's kind of how the the evolution of that concept went.
0: And thus the game of seeds is born. Yeah, that's, that's a beautiful answer. I mean, Raiki, I know that you're very knowledgeable on, on that. And that's probably why you took the question first. But is uh, Joachim, Vishal, CC, do you want to add something to this? The game of seeds and you know, the better for free mechanism. Like what, you're actually earning seeds just for the reason of participating and generating
3: positive change in the world right maybe one one thing um sometimes there's a misconception of if you have free transaction you know how do you make money in this environment or is it a good thing to make money right and this is absolutely part of the picture right so it's okay circular economies have revenue models right so you can offer your services um, you can sell your services and people buy these services and you can attach a value to that Right. so it's all about sort of what kind of value creation is behind the work you do um what kind of things are you building in your village you know what kind of uh, knowledge do you put together you know in your organization that's helpful to others um so there are many many ways to do this value exchange uh to even you know if you feel like an organization is very much you know in the right space you know to provide some equity provide some funding for that organization right so they can grow faster and you uh, get some returns out of this right um so these are concepts they're not really in the traditional world but they are also possible of course in in a circular economy um that's i think yeah let me let me stop here i think that's uh, an important concept
1: and i will just say that to me, better than free is having a more beautiful world in case you guys haven't caught that already from my point of view. But <laughs> but also we have, you know, different, opportunities like better than free university better than free education better than free um you know knowledge shares and even you can get you can get seeds for planting trees or doing good deeds because there's all these campaigns that are available so essentially you know you could organize a beach cleanup clean up your local environment i'm talking about my local environment and that's a big problem and get paid in seeds so therefore better than free and it's I think it's truly amazing when people hear this because now you look at things differently where education in the old time it's cost you money you're in debt now you can go and like we have regenerative universe or regenerative what is it called regenerative resurgence you I'm all messed up now what is it called you guys <laughs> Renaissance you
0: Renaissance you okay. I was just looking it up <laughs>
1: I you know, I just got off a fast, so I have to say my mind is slowly fading here. but anyway, you can go and do that within the seeds network and that's an, a perfect example of this better than free situation that's um, to serve you and to serve the planet at the same time.
0: That's such a beautiful, beautiful way to you know slowly but surely come to, to an end of this broadcast. I feel like, I do want to go around for closing remarks, but what you just said there, Cece, really lands for me, and it 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 continuously lands for me when I've interacted with anyone who is behind the seeds uh, ecosystem. And so, so, I will go around for closing remarks. So do you guys want to share some more? I know there's q and A Q&A coming after, so we'll we'll go into Q and A's too. But is there anything else you guys want to add? Um, think think of it. I'll I'll add one more thing myself, and and Raiki, that is in reply to what you shared about. You know, imagine the Fed would pay people for using U.S. dollars at the end of each year. And then the question is, why not, right? So, of course, if you, you know, go back to the Hamptons example and hang out with a bunch of people that subscribe to that way of being and living, then that might be a very far away idea. And we don't need to evaluate if that's good or bad right now, but it's just, it's far away. But then really, when we sit back at the drawing board and we get to say, well, wait a second, the way our system works is what is, A huge problem for billions of people to become active participants of change then what what comes back around is that that we can say well if we design systems in a new way how could everyone become a winner simply by participating how could everyone actually be rewarded for behavior that is you know doesn't need to be judged right or wrong but that is just provably has a positive imprint on the planet Right. And so I think it's a genius idea. That's what I wanted to highlight here. I think it's, it's a simple idea and it's, it definitely looks crazy from some other perspectives and and usually that's a good sign. And, and so that would be my, my closing remark, just to double down on, on these very simple ways of how we can allow value to create more ripples and actually reward people for the way we participate. And so we'll go backwards from how we introduced Michelle. I'm I'm going to pass it to you one more time. Just anything you want to add?
4: Yes. Well, if there's anybody that's looking to accept seeds in the future, whether you have a business or an organization, go on our website, click get started. And, uh, you know, we finally have created a, a beautiful mechanism where if people just support it, the whole world can be a greener better happier beautiful place and if you have any ideas or any projects of how you want to help impact the world and you don't have anyone to do it with seeds is here for you we're here to build the tools and the technologies to support all of these wonderful ideas and organizations that are doing good in the world so that's all i'll say for now thank you
0: Thank you, Vishal. Uh, Joachim, what about you?
3: Yeah, for me, this is an invitation to, to join us to our journey into this new world. Um, and it's the beginning, sort of, we're looking for the innovators, the early adopters here, right? It's not targeted to the majority right now. Um, the tools still need improvement. Um, but if you feel like drawn to this and want to become part of this, participate, as you mentioned so often, Joanne uh in some way and feel like uh, you want to help building this new world you know connecting with other groups and other people out there so you're welcome to join us reach out to us looking forward to this thank you
0: thank you joachim Raiki, how about you
4: yeah uh...
2: So, Vish brought it up at the beginning is like some people ask this question a lot. It's like, um, some people ask, How can I serve seeds? You know, how can I serve the regenerative renaissance? Um, the second question is probably more important than the first one because seeds is here to serve the regenerative renaissance, which is this larger global thing that lots of organizations and people are doing. We're all being called to serve this, at least a lot of people here. Uh, seeds is a tool to serve that. So the question isn't so much, you know, how do you serve seeds? It's like how does seeds serve the regenerative renaissance? How can I use these tools to, you know, regenerate my community and build a new world for myself and others? Um, And the last thing I wanted to say is just echoing what you're saying, Julian, Julian, about, you know, why not? And I, I love that because, you know, why not recreate a new civilization? Why not create our own financial system? You know, why not try to have drinkable rivers? You know, why not have multi-species cities, you know, (laughs) you know, like why don't we have these things? And if we keep asking that why question enough, we actually get to the foundation. A lot of times it's like, you know, why not? We do it something that does sound utopic, but then you ask that enough times and it gets the It's like, oh, yeah, because it'll break. And it's not actually a good way of coordinating or the incentives are off or something. Um, So I love the why not, because we can start in a crazy place and then bring it all the way back to ground it to realize why not. Um, and if we can never figure out why not, then let's do it. You know, so, and that's kind of the governance process of seeds anyways. Anyone can show up and they get to say, why not? You know, why not we do this economically? And the citizens can come back and be like, actually, if we do that, it'll break. And I'll be like, oh, well, that's why not. Um, but it might be like, oh, actually, if we do that, it would improve. That's great. Like, yeah, why aren't we doing that? Cool, let's propose it and let's make that. So I think that could be like our you know tagline for this whole thing is just why not, you know, exclamation point, that's it. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, I'll
0: leave it with why not. Right on. Why not? Thank you, Raiki, And CC, uh, last but not least, thank you. Thank you so much for everything you've already shared. What's your closing, your closing words before we go into the Q and a.
1: Thanks Julian. You know, every single person that's listening to this or, you know, that's even not listening to this yet. You know, we all have a vested interest in an alternative future. You might have children, you might not have children, but this whole system is being designed out of complete passion and love for, you know, what's coming next. And why not, like Reiki said, I mean, this is, if you look at it like an iceberg, if that's what you want to look at it, like you don't have to really do much. You just have to change, You know, or you can, you have an opportunity to to change what currency you use and you can still be participating if you like if you really want to get into this and you want to work with yokim and you want to build a DAO, you can and that's what's so fantastic about this and what i invite to each of you to come into here for if you just feel like overwhelmed i don't really have that much time or energy and i don't really know what to do Start small. It's fine. You can come in like largely if you want to later. But I think fundamentally what we have here is when it hits home and it hits your heart, then you know that this the potential of this and what that's going to expand you. So if you do feel like this has hit you in your heart, please do reach out to us and join us in whatever capacity feels good to you.
0: Thank you. Thank you, CC. Thank you, Raiki. Thank you, Joachim. Thank you, Vishal. This was super valuable time spent for me and I know for everyone listening as well. And thank you for the work you do. And we said the word many times. I think it's clear we want people to participate. And so we'll transition right now into Q&A, which is a great time to ask any of your questions as well. Um, so thank you so much for this Genesis of Seeds Roundtable.